Who is Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and why is he someone that the Cardinals should be very interested in coming this offseason? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to always thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube if you haven't gone there yet and you want a, a kind of a visual version of the show. You can do that on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, Subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you know when your new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's show brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So a little bit of an odd weekend with no game on Sunday. That doesn't happen very often. But uh, the Cardinals had the day off. They they split their series against the Royals on Friday and Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit about that series uh, coming up a, a little bit later in the show. We'll uh, we'll talk about Adam Wayne, right? Don't worry. We'll get to that. But first, I want to talk about a name that uh, it, it's starting to circulate a little bit more. And I, I noticed it in the media the last couple of days. And then I saw this morning that there was something on stltoday.com. And I was like, Maybe the Locked On Cardinals listeners need a, a, a little update on who the heck is Yoshinobu Yamamoto, okay? Because you might not be familiar with him, and that's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you. I'm going to get you the information. So uh, if you keep on ball baseball and not just the Cardinals, you you might be familiar with his name. But if you're not, no big deal. You you probably, um, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen his his name during the WBC, maybe that would, would spark a memory for you, but he's 24 years old. He's about to be 25 this week. In fact, I think it's Thursday. I think it's his birthday. Anyway, right-handed pitcher from Japan. I'm going to throw a picture up, up on the uh, on YouTube there for you. So that's what he looks like. Um, not a big guy, 5'10", 177 pounds, but the dude has been a, a superstar in Japan for a number of years now. He's a five-time all-star over there. He's won the Pacific League MVP and the Sawamura Award, which is their version of the Cy Young Award here in the States. Uh, he's won those both awards, <laughs> the MVP and their Cy Young, each of the past two seasons, along with the Triple Crown for pitchers, which, if you're not familiar with that, wins ERA and strikeouts. Okay, Doesn't happen very often uh, in Major League Baseball, but he's done it the uh, last two years <laughs> in 2021 he goes 18 and 5 with a 1.39 era 206 strikeouts and 193rd and two-thirds innings then in 2022 he goes 15 and 5 1.68 era with 205 strikeouts and 193 innings of work pretty pretty darn consistent numbers there he's thrown four no hitters he's been the era champ for three seasons he's got Two gold glove awards. Knows how to field his position well. Uh, he won gold at the Olympics in 2020 with Japan. He won gold at the WBC this year, where he was uh, 1-0 with a 2.45 BRA. Led Japan with 12 strikeouts over seven and a third innings. Uh, for those of you who play MLB The Show, you've probably used his card on there. Uh, that, that's one that's that was very, very good in the early goings of that game. 
Uh, so far this season, Yamamoto is uh, 12 and 4, 1.48 ERA, 125 strikeouts in 122 innings. Basically, more of the same of the dominance that he's shown throughout his career. And on top of all of the strikeouts, and you know how I feel about walks, right? If, you, if you're an everyday, you know I'm a big proponent of not walking people. I'd rather see you give up hits and stuff than, than, than just put people on. He doesn't walk a lot of folks either. 40 walks in 2021, 42 last season. He's only got 16 thus far this season. Uh, scouting report-wise, uh, fastball sits mid-90s uh, comfortably, but he can also rev it up to upper 90s, 97, 98, 99. Um, everybody just gushes over the splitter. The splitter is the big pitch that everybody just loves. They, they, they think it's amazing. Uh, they also love his curveball. He's got a very good one of those as well. Uh, they bring up a quick delivery to the plate, athleticism to feel the position well, got those gold gloves to show off for that. So what's not like to what's not to like about this guy, right? Like he just seems like he, he's perfect. Sign us up. How do we get him in a Cardinals uniform? Well, that's that's where we get into the complicated issues when it comes to bringing people over from Japan. So what they do is they call it posting a player is what is what the term is. And there are some things you got to remember about this. So Steve Adams at MLB Trade Rumors did a really nice write up about this. <clears throat> excuse me, back in February when. Uh, People started discussing about whether or not he was going to be somebody who comes over uh, in this offseason. So he wrote this, which you know breaks down the situation. He'll be subject to the NPB MLB posting system, which grants all 30 teams equal rights to negotiate with the player, but subjects the signing team to what, in the case of Yamamoto, would be a particularly steep posting fee. The MLB club that eventually signs him would need to pay the Buffaloes, which is the team he's with, uh, a fee that is equal to 20% of the contract's first $25 million, plus 17.5% of the next 25 and 15% of any dollars committed thereafter. And so he gives an example here. He says, uh, so um, on, say, a $150 million contract, a purely speculative number, for the sake of this example, and one that could ultimately prove low, that come out to $24.375 million for the posting fee. That needs to pay out, be paid out, paid out to the Buffaloes, again, his team, in addition to the money guaranteed to Yamamoto. So this is on top of whatever you sign him to. Any additional earnings that come via contractual mechanisms like performance incentives, club options, et cetera, would also be subject to that 15% once the money becomes guaranteed. So not only do you got to pay the player, but you got to pay his team over in Japan so that you can have them. Does this sound like something that the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals that you and I know and love, does it sound like something they would get involved in? Not really. Not normally, I should say, because these are not normal times for the Cardinals, though. As we know, uh, they stink this year. They're not good. 15 games under 500, I think, is where we're at right now. They weren't supposed to be this bad, but they are. That's the reality of it. And um, this offseason, the team has three ways that they can improve the pitching rotation, the pitching staff overall, including the bullpen. Uh, you can sign free agents. You can trade for people. Or you can use the guys that you have within your system already. Now, that third route is what they did this past year and didn't work out so well, did it? Um, so one would assume that that means they're going to go drastically in the other direction 
because to turn things around for 2024, those other two options are the quickest way to do it, right? You can't imagine, at least I can, that Mo would sit on his hands and that, you know, ownership would sit on their hands and be like, well, we can go through another one of these seasons again, waiting for our prospects to, to jump up another level or two. I just cannot fathom that is something they're thinking about. So um, they're probably looking for a quicker way to turn things around. Not saying they won't use the guys in their system, but they know that they've got to go out. Mo has repeatedly said it. They got to go out and they're going to have to spend some money this year. How much money? Uh, we don't know. Uh, Benjamin Hockman over at SDLToday.com did the write-up this morning that I was talking about, and uh, he got some quotes from Yamamoto's WBC teammate and current Cardinals outfielder, Lars Newbar. Remember him? Remember we were all in love with the fact that Newbar was hanging out with Shohei Otani a lot. He was also hanging out with guys like Yamamoto. Uh, This is what he had to say about him. He's a really good dude, a hard worker. Obviously, he's shoving over there. I mean, the velo is the velo, right? He's throwing 96, 99 over there. He's got the wicked splitter, and he's got a good breaking ball. He works hard, too. Smart guy, humble dude. I was very impressed with him off the field as well as, obviously, on the field. He threw against Mexico. I think he's going to be good. I really do. I think he's going to be one of those arms that are going to be highly sought after during this free agency. Okay. Well, through the words of... uh, one Lars Newpar. He's warning you. People are going to want him. So we're going to have what we like to call a bidding war uh, for Yamamoto services. Again, if he gets posted, that's not a guarantee yet. I haven't read that there is a guarantee that that's going to happen. It's likely, but we have to wait and see. Uh, so that way he can come over to the States. So do you believe the Cardinals would do what was needed, which Hockman points out could be $20 million a year. You saw in that, or I just read to you in that uh, previous article, they were thinking 24 25 somewhere in there. Uh, do you think the Cardinals would put up that kind of money to get somebody as good as Yamamoto has been in Japan? Uh, the Mets just paid Kodai Senga five years and $75 million in addition to the posting fee. Yamamoto is going to be more than that. Um, the Cardinals have had some success with pitchers coming over from Japan before. Well, I should just say Asia in general. Uh, you had, uh, remember KK, Kwang Yun Kim, uh, the last boss, Sung Hwan Oh. Um, heck, tonight, starter Miles Michaelis. They, they brought him back to the States. He was over in Japan doing some good work, and the Cardinals went over there and got him. The big market teams are obviously going to have the advantage here because people are attracted to bigger cities. You know, when you come over from another country, what are the cities you talk about or know about? You know, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. You don't talk about St. Louis. That's not like a a big place on the map for somebody who lives over in the East. (laughs) So uh, Mets and Red Sox have already been linked to Yamamoto, and I'm sure you'll see other teams get involved at some point. 25-year-old aces, they don't just fall out of trees. Well, this is kind of what's happening here, you know? Um, He seems to be the real deal, and... If you're going to, and this is how I I think about it, if you're going to spend a lot of money on a free agent, top of the rotation type of guy this offseason, let's say you planned on, you're at least going to go out and buy one, right? If you were already going to do that for somebody that's already here in the league, and there's not a lot of them that are going to be available, but there's a few, um, wouldn't you just want rather spend that money on somebody like Yamamoto? Doesn't it make more sense than spending it, you know, being that he's 25 
than spending on a guy that's 30 or older. Guys like Aaron Nola and Blake Snell and Max Scherzer. I mean, they're on the other side of 30 now. Yamamoto's bang right there in his prime. Plus, let's not forget what like the zap in the arm a move like this would be for the franchise, which has become a bit stale lately, especially when you're losing. Uh, Japanese baseball fans, we know they love, they love to come out to the stadium and see their heroes play in the major leagues. Nationally, I mean, so Taguchi. Do you remember the coverage that so Taguchi used to get with the Cardinals when he was there? And he was just, you know, a utility guy. You know, it wasn't any, he wasn't like a superstar. You know, nationally, you would have the spotlight just boom, right back on you after a 2023 season where nobody is talking about the Cardinals anymore post-trade deadline. Like, it's just dead air now. And hardly any of your hometown fans are coming out to watch you anymore. You've seen attendance at Bush Stadium. That is not good. So it wouldn't hurt to inject a little life into the into the franchise and on paper it makes perfect sense but will this will the team spend enough of uh you know that other paper that we call dollars to get it done that's the real question so would love to hear your input uh drop a line down below on the uh, comment section on youtube hit me up on twitter let me know what you guys think about this is this something that you think the cardinals will will actually go for do you think this is uh just something that's way out of their league and we should just move on from it but at least now you know who this yamamoto guy is and you got some background on him we're going to recap the royal series we're going to touch on the adam wainwright situation all coming up next on locked on cardinals buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with great deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you could stop stressing over tickets and start getting excited for the fun you're about to have i keep mentioning you know nfl is so huge and i went to a practice the other day and had to wait in line for an hour to get in that that's how crazy the nfl is and how crazy the fans are. And I'm sure if you're watching baseball, you're probably a fan uh, of the NFL as well. And you got preseason games. You've got the regular season just around the corner as well. So uh, make sure you're you're not left out in the cold and you can get into these with great deals on last minute tickets and that best price guarantee. It's available to you. You don't have to plan months in advance. I would recommend that you get them now, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and exclusive flash deals on tickets for all your favorite events, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, doesn't matter. They got you covered. Tickets sent directly to your phone. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals battle the Oakland A's tonight, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Thank you again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Every day, as you know all this, but for those of you who are just joining us, always feel free to leave your comments on YouTube and on Twitter, good or bad. You can you can tear apart the Cardinals if you want to. It's okay. We understand. It's been a rough season, but we love getting your feedback. It's always welcome and encouraged. Uh, the Cardinals split their two-game series in Kansas City, and the big story from the weekend was unfortunately not a great story. It was the shelling of Adam Wainwright on Friday night. Wainwright gives up four runs in the first inning. 
on five hits. He ends up coming out for the uh, second inning, and things don't get any better. It's it's just as bad, if not worse, actually, you know, because he he comes out, doesn't record an out, gives up a homer, two singles, then another dinger. Ali Marmel comes out and yanks him. It's the second straight game that he's allowed seven or more runs. His ERA this season is now at an unimaginable and frankly embarrassing 8.78. And as much as we all love Adam and everything that he's done for this organization, I, I just I think it's time to pull the plug on this whole situation. I'm not 200 wins, great, but I, I how much how much more of this do we need to see to realize it's over? I know it's easier for me to say it than for people who have played with him for years or a manager like Ali, how how he can say that to, you know, a living legend. You know, Adam Wainwright will go down as one of the greatest pitchers in Cardinals history. And when I ran it about Wayno earlier this year and how he's earned this extra leash and a chance to try and get right, I also said at some point, if it doesn't work, then you got to put a stop to it. You know, I hate to... Stay like, you you know, how, how you'd be with like a, an old horse, you know, eventually you got to take it out back and it's time to to euthanize it because it just it, it, it's not the the quality of life is not good. And we're not getting a good quality of life here out of Adam Wainwright, the pitcher. You know, they, they, they've tried everything with him. They, they've given him shots into his body to help him through the pain and the irritation that he'd been dealing with. And for all things we've heard from Adam Wainwright, he felt so much better after that. But the results are the results. The plain and simple truth is that none of this is working. It's just not working. Uh, He spoke with the media after the game and said, what's playing into me a little bit, and I'm hesitant to admit it, and I've heard this from older guys who have retired, but when you know you're done, you could lose an edge. I was really resistant to that because I thought I would fight like crazy to the end, but I'm going to have to refocus and get serious about ending strong. Get serious, Adam, a man, it's the middle of August. Well, what are we talking about? What do you mean get serious? <laughs> have, we, have we not been serious? Does this imply that you were not serious this whole year? I, I just, I find that hard to believe. I, I just think, honestly, Adam Wainwright is out of excuses. He doesn't have any answers for why he is just not the pitcher that he once was. Like he hit a wall last year and we hope that things would bounce back and he'd be better this season. And it's been worse. He's dealt with injuries, but his, uh, his stuff has just fallen off a cliff. Like it just, it sometimes it happens. Um, you had your shot, man. <laughs> you did. The Cardinals and your teammates have given you 15 starts this season. And it's not really fair to them to keep rolling them out there. When these are the results, Like, these games aren't even competitive. It'd be different if he was giving you five innings, gave up three or four runs. I think you might be able to live with that. But these last couple games are just, my gosh. I mean, you had the good game against the Diamondbacks on July 24th, but you got to go back to June 17th before you get a game where he gave up three runs or less. I don't want to quit on Adam Wainwright. I don't want to be that guy. We love Adam Wainwright. We think he's fantastic but I can't watch this anymore. It's painful. Have you seen Twitter when Adam Wainwright takes the mound? Everybody is just like, oh, please, please have a good game for Adam. And then we get this and everybody's like, I I can't watch it. I can't watch it. 
Now, credit to the team on Friday night, despite falling behind nine to nothing, they did mount a comeback. They got it back to nine to six at one point. So that was nice to see. Wilson Contreras had a huge night. That dude continues to mash. Um, are they gonna what do you guys think about that? Do you think they're gonna make him the DH that also catches next year? Do you think that's what's going on here? Do you think they're gonna do three catchers? And then Wilson will be like, I mean, Kisner might end up being like the guy that catches more games just because the rotation just seems to respond to him better. And then just have Wilson as your DH. I mean, it's expensive DH, but what else are you going to do? Bring Havon Herrera up as well. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm curious though. I wonder if that's what their, their plan might be right now. Uh, Zach Thompson looked good again. Palante did not. He's had a terrible year. Uh, cards fall 12 to eight on Friday, Saturday though. You get a big night from Tommy Edmond. And as a husband, I, I know this probably felt really good because it was his wife's birthday on Saturday. So he pops two dingers, giving him 10 on the season on his wife's birthday. That's pretty cool. Uh, Steven Matz, oh man, continues to shine. Going six innings, allows two runs on four hits. He whiffs five. I get it's the Kansas City Royals, but Matz is just, he's doing such a good job lately. Last four straight, well here, four straight quality starts. Let me just give you this. Four straight quality starts for Matz. In his last five starts, 4-0, 1.24 ERA, 25 Ks, and just four walks. Whatever you're eating, Stephen Matz, or drinking, or watching, or what, whatever the hell you're doing, they turn this whole season around for you, whether it's just the lack of pressure on you because the team's not very good, whatever's going on, keep doing it because he has looked tremendous, and we could use a guy like that in the rotation next year. Uh, Dylan Carlson goes back on the IL. I'm going to talk about that, plus the updates on Jake Woodford and Ryan Helsley coming up on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back home to face the Athletics tonight with Miles Michaelis on the Hill. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The injury riddled Dylan Carlson back down again. This time we got ourselves a left oblique strain for the former first round pick who, like Tyler O'Neill, continues to struggle to stay on the field. And the problem with Dylan Carlson, too, is like he is not producing in general anymore anyway. Carlson hasn't played since uh, Wednesday of last week. Gets placed on the 10-day IL retroactive to August the 10th. Said he felt something after a swing during his first at-bat on Wednesday against Tampa Bay. Wouldn't go away after that, so he let the training staff know. They did some imaging, and uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Uh, it's the second time that Carlson, who was hitting just 162 over his past 30 games, has been placed on the IL this season. Um, like I said, a couple of weeks before a possible return. If he gets back, he gets back. If he doesn't, so what? Uh, the good news is my guy, Luke and Baker, back up on the big club. I don't know if you know this, but he continues to shred at AAA. 334, 33 bombs, 98 RBIs in 84 games. Ridiculous. Ridiculous numbers. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll actually get some playing time this time around with the team and not just being brought up to be a, a big old cheerleader over there on the bench like his, like his previous two stints in the big leagues this year where he got 19 total at-bats. Come on, guys. Let him play. Let him play. It's not going to hurt to let him play. I want to see Walker, Newpar, and O'Neill in the outfield. Contreras catching. 
Arenado at third, Edmund at short, Gorman at second, and then Goldie and Baker playing first in DHing. That's what I want. That's what I want to see this week. Burleson is your left-handed bat off the bench. Can get in that outfield rotation when one of those dudes needs a day off. Tyler O'Neill is going to get hurt at some point again. You know it's going to happen. There you go. <laughs> Burleson goes in. Uh, Fermin and Motter, those are your bench boys. There's no need for them to play unless somebody is tired. But that's the way it should be, in my opinion, this week. Make it happen. Let Baker eat. Uh, Ryan Helsley has made three appearances now uh, with Springfield, double-A Springfield, after getting roughed up on Thursday night. He did throw a scoreless inning with one walk and a strikeout on Sunday. Uh, Jake Woodford also pitched and allowed one run on three hits while striking out three and two innings of work. Uh, that run came on another home run, which uh, he gave up one of those in his first appearance on Thursday as well. So get the ball down, Woody. Also, um, I saw this over the weekend and was like, what? The Arizona Diamondbacks have designated catcher Carson Kelly for assignment. Do you remember Carson Kelly? Because I do. There was a one point that MLB Pipeline had Carson Kelly rated as the number one catching prospect in Major League Baseball. He was in the Cardinal system. We're all very excited about it, but we had that guy named Yadiro Molina who never took a day off. So the Cardinals decided to make a move. He was a big piece of the trade to Arizona, along with pitcher Luke Weaver and infielder Andrew Young for Mr. Paul Goldschmidt, your rating NL MVP. Um, just so you know how that trade worked out, Young played in 70 MLB games for the Diamondbacks in 2020 and 2021, hitting 205 before being lost in the Rule 5 draft at the end of the season. Weaver had a 2.94 ERA in 12 starts in 2019, but then saw a lot of injuries, elbows, shoulder injuries. He's now with the Reds. For some reason, that guy is in their rotation still. He's two and four with an area of almost seven. But they keep putting him out there, even though the Reds are trying to win the NL Central. That's that's who's in their rotation right now. Uh, Carson Kelly hits 230 over five seasons with Arizona with little consistent power. And when the team traded for Gabriel Moreno from the Blue Jays this past offseason, you kind of knew it was just a matter of time before they moved on from him. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, chalk this one up as a victory for uh the cardinals and in the in the trades I, i'm gonna go ahead and say they won that one for paul goldschmidt yay mo you got one dude thanks for making locked on cardinals your first listen every day be sure to catch every pitch of the cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the a's again begins tonight sirius xm on the sxm app just search cardinals you got miles michaelis on the mound against the two and nine jp sears first pitch is at 6 45 st louis time from bush Oakland is um, the worst team in baseball. There's no reason the Cardinals should not sweep them. So a loss to Oakland would be whew, kind of the cherry on top of what's been a uh, poop-tastic season. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.